Hello, you're listening to a spoiler-filled film conversation. Hooray! Beastmaster! Master of Beasts! Don't like wearing clothes, got loads of teeth. <laughs> Gold headband and leather hula skirt. Beastmaster! You can call me Da. <laughs> I keep... I keep thinking of Botsmaster every time I think of Botsmaster. It was a cartoon in the nineties um, about a guy who I don't know controlled a bunch of robots or something. I the only thing I remember is you, it was it was supposed to be in like three D and they did like some play uh, like visual like planes of movement trick to make it look like the foreground of the show was like separated from the background and that was about it that was the gimmick of the show oh so shit it was i'm more of a what's it called oh yeah that anyway, I don't mean, we're probably a bit uh old for this because it i think it was like an early oldies thing but does anyone remember um bamzuki like i think they had to say it like that bamzuki like in a robot voice where basically 3d modeled weird aunt uh animal robot things would like quiver and fight on like a virtual... Oh, yeah! They would shove each other out. It was like shit Robot Wars with 3D physics. Sounds vaguely familiar. Bamzuki. It was really shit, though. I didn't remember what it was called, but I remember. Like, they'd have like a team of kids and there'd be like a table in the middle and then... They'd They'd all look like colourful scorpions, usually. Yeah. Yeah. And they just quiver about Bamzuki. (laughs) That's what I thought when you said that. Anyway, it's it's a fucking tangent city already. Beastmaster! Master of the beasts, or a few of them. Probably just just, um, four. Four beasts. (laughs) And the animalless world. Yeah. Also, two of the four aren't really beasts. What would you say defines a beast then? Big. Big, 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 muscular whale. <laughs> killer whale? What? Yeah, that's a beast. So, oh, so killer whale's a beast, but like a little dung beetle can fuck itself, can it? Anything, anything monstrous. What can ferrets aren't monstrous. Beasts? Like, they're all like fall into the. I think anything that's an animal, basically, isn't it? There's like a medieval way. What a technicality. Yeah, it's like medieval uh, times they say beasts rather than just animals, isn't it? Like that's the, the whole yeah. Thing. But if you like went to like a, a show and they said like bring out the beast and they brought a ferret, you'd be a little <laughs> underwhelmed. I like you think I go to a show where they don't tell you what the animals are. <laughs> Come and see the beast show, <laughs> tremendous beasts, and then like a killer whale is fighting on land, <laughs> fighting a fucking warthog or something. Beast. Yeah, warthog's a beast. Yeah, no, of course. I, I'm making the case that most animals are beasts. But, uh, you know, I mean, I guess insects are. connotation that, like, ferrets don't Well, he's, he's just, it's a confusing backstory. Anyway, I'm Richard. Wave, 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 hello. With <laughs> me to continue chatting about Beastmaster and the subtleties of the meaning of it. Uh, Anthony? Hello. Uh, the, I should have said what animal he was, shouldn't I? Um, uh, axolotl. I'll take it. 
Anthony the Axolotl. Uh, I had actually had a, uh, one of the girls in my primary school in the remedial class would tell everyone what animal they were. And I was, I've now remembered that she would go, Richard, you're a bear. And Jamie, you're a lion. <laughs> and Amy, you're a panther because you're so quick. <laughs> Wait, was this friend Peppa Pig? Because that's... <laughs> You're a lion. You're a lion. She does talk. She did talk like that. Um, anyway, it's fucking Jamie the pedantic Two little foal. Two ferrets in a bag. Two ferrets in a bag. <laughs> yeah, that's him. And then the, the laughing kookaburra is uh, Abby. Oh, I forgot to do my eagle call. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you just sound like She's mum when she's picked up something slightly too heavy. Uh, <laughs> or she's trying to put on a shoe. Ah! <laughs> Actually, no, it's deafening when she's trying to put her socks or her tights on. It's just like, what if Humpty Dumpty was being mugged? <laughs> anyway, uh, so are birds beasts? Uh, big ones. Oh. But like a robin, not a beast. Yeah, like a robin's not a beast, but a bald eagle is a beast. Or a fucking pelican. We were talking about those already. Pelican's a beast, is it? Anything yeah, that, like, it, like, Have you seen that video yeah, of the pelican eating a pigeon alive? Man, everything eats pigeons. Seagulls, pelicans. I think even pigeons eat pigeons. <laughs> well, In this case, though, Beastmaster is a movie. Um, Anthony, do you have the details of said movie so we can clear, clear it all up? I sure do. Yeah. Sorry. Go on, Anthony. Okay, so The Beastmaster. Um, it was released in 1982. Um, I've got a question before I start. Like, mm. I find it odd the terms they use for this kind of genre of film. Fantasy, right. I'd say. Well, yes, but like the, it's, sexual it's fantasy. always referred to as like swords and sandals or swords and sorcery, and I find that a really odd way to categorize it. Like, is gladiator swords and sandals? Because that's without sorcery, right? Yeah, that's, that's not an epic because that's be quite long and boring. I think gladiator is considered an epic. It's sort of it was sort of a throwback to. But it's not school. It's not. It's not. Uh, yeah, but it's a uh, period swords and sandals. Yeah, what genre is that? Like just drama? No, it's. it's, it's a, I would say. I mean, I, I. I think it's just action. But so swords and sandals doesn't have to be magical items and quests and stuff, does it? Unless you consider sandals magic. Uh... Jesus did. He walked up. <laughs> I think he so came off. To do that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you, sorry. F- fact check in the Bible. <laughs> I think. He, I mean, he, I could believe he walked a water, but he'd have have to get his god feet on them on the water. It couldn't be <laughs> magic anyway. So you're saying, Anthony, what what genre is this? I would just call it a fantasy. I could see like why Lord you would call it swords and san- swords and sorcery, though, because fantasy yeah. is so vague. Yeah, so sorcery I like because they kind of go together in that way, don't they? They tell you two things: sword-based violence, but not necessarily a period drama because uh, we got fucking Merlin or Gandalf or someone. If fat. someone, yeah, if someone says swords and sorcery, I immediately know what kind of film you're talking about. 
it's basically sci-fi that isn't on space though isn't it in space it's basically flash gordon on the ground with all yeah apparently the books this is vaguely based on are a lot more sci-fi well the sequel movie is like time challenge oh yeah that's oh anyway i haven't seen it either but i've seen the poster and that's all i need i i call it fantasy but you call it what you want okay well (laughs) sword and sandals sword and sorcery but it's a fantasy adventure movie uh which follows the journey of dar um Uh, who is a long-lost prince who was raised in a, a small village who has the ability to communicate with uh, and control animals. Um, uh, and it's about his journey as he tries to get revenge on a horde of barbarians who destroyed his home and killed his family. Here they come right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> train. Steam you make that sound sandals. borderline normal. <laughs> it was directed by and written by uh, Don Cascarelli, uh, also written by Paul Pepperman, and it stars Mark Singer, Rip Torn, Tanya Roberts, John Amos, Josh Milrad, and Rod Loomis. Yeah, John Amos was the was the. Whoa, he's in this for me. Is the, <laughs> the, the dad from fucking uh, Coming to America? Yeah. Was his name McDonnell or something? Yeah, he, with a knockoff McDonald's, I can't remember. Yeah, he's a. Uh, he didn't look too bad though. He's a bit younger. Although I'm surprised uh, how committed he was in it. I mean, it's not like he's a bad actor, and I think it's just it's weird seeing a sitcom and comedy actor in a role like this. Mm. Although I did find it weird how everyone in the film was called something like Da or like Tal Obviously. or Sacco. And then he was called Seth. Seth. Yeah. <laughs> it's like throwing a Carl or a John in there. Yeah, it's an odd move. Also, you know, it's so underwhelming. If you name, if you're called the Beastmaster and then your name's Dar, it's like, oh, come on. Chuck in an extra syllable for fuck's sake. That wasn't the worst some... of it. Like, the deity that, that pretended to exist was called Ar. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. ah, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, his animals are all like, I'm going to call you. And <laughs> Poppity Ping. What were the names of the. <laughs> what were they called? Like, Popple and Chopple or something? I mean, they are now just Poppity and Ping. Poppity. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, they, all the names are kind of like, what? Shut up! This doesn't make any sense. If, uh, if any, say, if anyone's listening, if anyone listening isn't familiar with the Welsh language, Popty Ping is the Welsh is Welsh for microwave. Yeah, <laughs> it means ping bakery. Yeah, but fucking hell! <laughs> Come on, <laughs> the ping bakery, nice. But also, it's just onomatopoeic, isn't it? Um, but anyway, actually, maybe uh, whatever. So yeah, I picked this. Uh, me and Abby just watched it on a whim. I guess it was popped up on Amazon. I think. Yeah, I was feeling particularly masochistic at the time, so I put on <laughs> Beastmaster apropos of nothing. This guy just looked at the poster and went, "Yes." <laughs> and then I think for for me, the moment where I was like, "Oh, this is very spoiler filled," was when they'd dip dyed a tiger to look like a panther. <laughs> And tries to try to call, not... tries to front it out. How long ago was this? 
did you not see the director's name and think, aha, I know that guy? Why? Is he, what has he directed? Phantasm. Oh, which we did already. That's how and all the Phantasm films. <laughs> oh, God, he continued after the first Subsequent. Thing. There's many. Yeah. Well, no, I was just... Um, you know, we weren't oh, paying that much attention, to Oh, he also did uh, Bubba Hotep, too. Oh, yeah, that's all right. Well, like... Uh, yeah, it was just, I think it was a few months ago, I just popped it on. And then it was like, oh, Christ, this has to come up again. Like, it just, um, just the weirdness. Because obviously, it's like, what if Conan, but slightly different? And I was like, oh, go on. Let's what keep if Conan, but shit, yeah. <laughs> we have to make a bunch of animals do things they don't naturally do and try and create drama out of that. Uh, what if we make life harder for ourselves on a lower budget? Uh, yeah. But I think... Also, Abby, me and you would watch some real Drek as well. So this was like a step up from, I don't know, what was that one? There was like a motorcycle Mad Max gang in like the Bronx. And it was like a weird sci-fi with loads of shit acting. And everything was shit. There's no, there's no point listing what was shit. But there was a lot of like, oh, God, like, like just Amazon had bought the bottom of the barrel in terms of straight to video rubbish. And we'd watched a couple of those things. And then so this was like, oh, Oh, they've, they've succeeded a doing medium a, an end film. narrative. Yeah. We watched some real bad, like, female barbarian thing that didn't turn out to be any good at all. But anyway, so this was like, oh, this is a, this is competent. And then obviously you guys came along and were like, competent, mate. I'm like, <laughs> driving nails through my head. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just oh, so silly. And I, I thought you guys should share, that's all. It's not like you're already apologising. Oh, we know. Um, I we know absolutely it, know what it's we've not done. A, it's not, I knew it wasn't a good film, but I, I think there's a lot of stuff to make fun of. So, yeah, like, I mean, come on. How long are we going to talk about Riptorn's nose? A while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his little uh, Claire's accessories uh, skull clips <laughs> that he wears on his little plaited temple hair or is it like would you would you call that with it like plat little side plaits would you say with little skull um pigtails yeah pigtails right but they're smaller like on his side sideies or next to them whatever it's quite the look why do they stick a silly nose on him i mean because he's evil a wizard or sorcerer there's a lot of why did they dot 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 in this. Yeah. Well, like so, Dar's origin story is quite something. I couldn't, I couldn't. I mean, some of this. I mean, when I watched it, I got out it twice. The second time, I did fall asleep a little bit <laughs> during, during the rewatch. But um, actually, the third time, God, I watched it three times. Well, two and a half. Jesus times. Christ! <laughs> I watched it the first time, then I watched it for this, and then I watched it again to remember it. Anyway, the the point is. Uh, the backstory to uh, old Dar and his powers is quite something because now there's a some vague scenario where the sorcerer Riptorn plays what's what's his name? Max. With oh, yeah. Which is Max. Yeah. yeah. Which is, is it? Yeah. Is it Max? No, no, yeah, it is Max, but it is spelled Max. <laughs> <laughs> they, the captions have done it wrong. Oh. 
then because they had it more reasonably they had m-a-x-x well you will can't blame them yeah like, <laughs> Who cares at this point? Go down, Max. And <laughs> the, he is either in prison or they're, they're sort of just a dark, gloomy, din- dingy dungeon, dingy dungeon place. Um, Hold on, I can't believe you're so eager to jump into this that you didn't do any of the usual preamble with expectations or anything. I haven't seen it before. What did, do you guys have anything? Had anyone seen this before? Do we need to? I mean, does anyone? What were you guys expecting? Go on, Jamie. <laughs> you have anything to say? This is possibly the most excited I've ever heard you about a film. Um, we were talking about it before we'd even said hello. We were like discussing the title and how stupid it was. It. I yeah, I actually had heard of it. Actually, quite right. quite a long time ago, even before it was made. No. <laughs> before it was cool. Um, no, but partly because of the phantasm connection, I and the Bubba Hotep thing, I kind of was aware of it. But also, it's it's one of those like cult films that always pops up everywhere in hmm. various collections of like, hey, you fucking nerd, here's a film that other gross nerds like you like. Yeah. Oh, you like Evil Dead 2? Watch Beastmaster. And it turns out, no, that's not a sensible recommendation. What's that other one that's like, Yorg's world, he's a man. It's got like that, I guess it's called Yorg or something. What? Has anyone heard that? It's got the best theme and then a really underwhelming <laughs> sort of sandals fucking garbage. Oh, Yorg's yeah. world, he's the man. I swear it goes like that. Anyone? Or also, it's like, it's recommended sometimes on the back of like Conan the Barbarian which fuck right off this is like that's it so you've had a lobotomy yeah you can cope with maybe conan the destroyer is a little bit more from conan literally so um yeah but like uh one of the yeah one of the reviews from back when it came out was it was that it i don't remember who it was that um said it but that it was no better or worse than Conan the Barbarian. And I was like, you fuck right off. They <laughs> <laughs> didn't have Mako in for a start, or Darth Vader turning into a snake or anything. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, army pushing a wheel for years. <laughs> running. Uh, no, it's no, it's no Conan, but it is like Conan. <laughs> In a sense, a man yeah. is topless and muscly-ish, and uh, <laughs> and you know he's, he's very muscular and very weird looking too. Yeah, yeah, but in a different way, like in a smaller way, I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Anthony, Anthony, Anthony is lies. Yes, um, Anthony, any expectations? I kind of just expected it to be a bad Conan yep. <laughs> ripoff. So yeah, which is weird yeah, but... because essentially they were made in the same year i mean they're released in the same year so i was surprised by that mm. i thought this would have been like a year or two after the first uh, conan film but i i'm doing it now i don't mean to say conan as in conan o'brien the barbarian <laughs> conan, conan. But, I, but i do remember the Beastmaster tv series from like jesus yeah. early, the early 2000s which was very much in the in the vein of kind of like the Hercules and Xena kind of thing, and uh, it was Xena terrible. 
Okay, so you know, a good, reasonable expectation. Abby, I mean, you basically had the same expectations as me, right? Yes, I was expecting it to be a lot worse than it actually was. Like yeah. in the sense, I even expected hmm. like cardboard sets. But I can't stress how shit the fantasy movies you watched before watching this were. They were really like, you can't just <laughs> film porn actresses in a quarry and call that a movie. That's <laughs> this oh. is I do like as as negative as I was when I initially watched it. This is definitely not bottom of the barrel when it comes oh. to fantasy genre. That's a deep barrel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like I was getting to, the origin story of the Beastmaster is, uh, I couldn't quite understand it, but Riptorn is a sorcerer, he th- is being told he's gonna be, I don't know, killed or... Oh, yes. okay, I can, I think I have a pretty decent okay. grasp of this, because yeah. it's, yeah. it's within the this, this shit wheelhouse of fantasy occult nonsense that I like, so... <laughs> He has these. Three, he has these three like witches that he hags. stole from a guy, and tags um, with lovely yeah. hats. I think they have. Yeah. They betray themselves as the actresses underneath that look quite reasonable. Those poor women who <laughs> play these characters. Um, but no, the um, yeah, he has these three like hag witches that tell the future, and they say the this this child will be born to the king and you'll die by his hand and he's like well i can sort that out by sucking the kid out of the belly of the pregnant oh no well yeah i was could explain well i could say i could explain I was, yeah, <laughs> I was more thinking like why does the king get imprisoned and why does the sorcerer get to stay but yeah we'll uh, i mean we'll definitely get to kidnap kid kidnap pregnant kidnap kidnap cow pregnancy i don't even know what to call it yeah putting the putting the baby in the car in the cow is sort of seems oh. seems like adding an extra step to your plan of getting rid of the unborn child just kill, <laughs> kill the pregnant i know it's harsh but maybe just kill the woman I mean... <laughs> kill everyone cover all bases <laughs> But like, why did the king not just imprison him and stop him? Is it magic or something? What was the? I would guess grief. I don't know. Oh, but no, he like the the monks or the the religious blokes with bald heads turn on the king. Do they or I don't know the the king? No, they... When she when the witch comes with a baby, she puts the magic blue liquid on their necks, which means yes. that they can't move. Right, but so a sorcerer fucks over the king, who's like. Uh, I don't know, some king of some bullshit, who cares? Yeah. And then it's it, it's like the plan is, I'm going to... What are they doing with the baby? They're... We're just going to kill it. But the, Yeah, so this is what Jamie's saying. Like, where, okay, so you want to kill the baby, so you're using the power of, I don't know, the equivalent of Satan to to pull the baby out, the fetus out of the, the, the mum and put it in a cow? Instead of just killing them both there and then. What's the whole They've got a ritual sacrifice time? thing about kids though. That is true. Yeah, that's true. They have to they have that's to the... appease ah the gods. <laughs> that's, not you, that's not you remembering, that's you saying the gods name. Yeah. That's the, yeah. <laughs> so like they're thinking the cow will give birth and then we'll we can't sacrifice him until he's born. Um, no, they they killed the cow and took out the baby. No but what? No, they did. It was next to the bonfire. <laughs> they took 
they took the the, the baby out of the mum. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The, then the, they took ca- the... the cow then births the baby and the witch, the hag, is going to kill the baby. And but then, then the guy who looks like everybody's dad turns up. And becomes Dar's dad. He basically conks the witches over the head with a stick. No, he, a, he, he, he doesn't it, like a knife throw to the back and then she laughs and disappears. And he's he got one a of... funny looking baby. Yeah. He's got one of those weird 80s fantasy weapons where you're like, what on earth does yes. this do? Like the Krull thing. The Uberang mm. Ninja Star. Yeah. Yeah, it is from Krull, isn't it? They have the same thing there. So, like, yeah, so there's basically this farmer guy comes, average Joe, and uh, defeats the witches mid evil sacrifice or whatever. Uh, but unluckily for Dart, well, or positively, I guess, in his in his story, he's, he's had, I guess, cow powers by being in the cow. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why. You'd think cows wouldn't be the pathetic offs they were if they had the ability to commune with like tigers and and like uh, eagles. You'd think they wouldn't be meat on legs if they could make other animals do stuff. But I guess he's just imbued with animal bullshit or DNA. Well, yeah, she was halfway through a ritual. She branded him and yeah. she yeah some bullshit. So he's got magic-y animal gifts because he was in a cow and the witches meddled with him. Yeah. But he's live. He's been raised on a kind of barbarian farm, is it? I don't know. Like a, a family, a village of barbarian types. Simple farmers. Sorry, Abby? A stilt village, which I thought was interesting. Bit of fun, isn't it? Probably build his own stilts for when the water comes. People. They were frequently marauded. I think it had more to do with that. Well, they literally marauded this as well. A shame. So there was just he grew into a really burly bloke, uh, and just did farming with his family. I guess he had a nice uh, childhood upbringing. Just a way. And the dog. Forget that dog. What's the dog called? Because did it have another one-syllable name or? Gah. <laughs> Nobody know. No, I've got the dog's name. I've got the names <laughs> of all the other animals, but not the dog. Oh, I don't touch. I I've been trying to use my tablet to get letterbox, but it's not working. And I dare not touch my laptop while it's working and doing things. It's like just leave it alone. Yeah, but he has like a white uh, hound of some kind, and uh, he's just having a. This is the classic having a lovely life. We won't bother telling you anything about that because uh, it don't matter until the peril happens. And then like a bunch of uh, leather daddies, barbarians, all rock up on horses. And pillage the village, don't they? they but they, yeah, your village might be high up on stilts, but we could still smash it and burn it down for the sake of uh, being dicks. And so, yeah, like uh, Dar's whole, I guess his whole race, not race, um, community. Community, right. They're all bludgeoned and murdered, aren't they? And it's all burnt down. And he tries his best to fight them off. I think he was he not is he knocked out and left in the fire, but his dog then rescues him and also takes an arrow heroically. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was very ridiculous when first of all the dog was kind of like dragging him across the floor. That was thing. so funny. <laughs> but then he also gets an arrow in his leg and he still continues. Yes, because he's a fucking ledge and he knows that Dar's like an animal lover. <laughs> Literally probably. Um but he, yeah, his dog, his dog done a rescue, innit? Drags him off into some bush. 
Oh no, we did get a bit of childhood shit, right? So while the far- the farming, his dad is like, you know, raising him good, and they're out in the wilderness somewhere, and then a ja- and then uh, a bear, you with the power of Scorpion from Mortal Kombat, pulls a guy in <laughs> on like a rope. Come here. Yeah, get over here. <laughs> and a bear comes out with like strawberry jam on his face as if it's eaten like a fucking <laughs> dessert. <laughs> and it mauls someone to death. So, yeah, dancing bear comes out. It's quite harrowing, really. Because <laughs> it clearly just performed the one trick it's forced to do. Stands up on two legs. And then little Dar is like, oh, that's cool. And he sort of shoes the, gets the bear to piss off, right? That's his like first. It's a staring story. contest, as far as I can tell. Uh, best ed, best edder. So that was his first run in and sign of he has a way. He's Doctor Doolittle, but <laughs> younger, there's, naked. There's there's a weird like disparity of special effects in this film because some of them are terrible and some of them are very good. The the sequence that we talked about where she transfers the pregnancy over to the cow was mm. really impressive considering like sure. presumably not a huge budget and when the film was made like it was a really uh kind of like gross but fairly convincing practical effect of the the woman's stomach like reducing and then the cow's swelling mm. i was like wow if this is going to be as as committed as this is probably pretty good and incorrect then, <laughs> and it's like dog it pulling a... a man on a skateboard in some hay yeah <laughs> yeah. clearly circus trained bear stumbling around um, and they did some they had some interesting stuff that you don't see anymore like they use quite theatrical lighting yeah. to convey when the witch was doing magic and then when that had ended the lighting changed so that we yeah. knew we passed it to a different bit some bits in there that like because talking about like the director and you know we did phantasm which uh we didn't all like i did but it wasn't <laughs> universally loved on the podcast but it, it's okay it's... jamie i wasn't in that one she could just hide behind me it's okay <laughs> but um regardless of like how you know much you enjoy that film it's very kind of you know stylized and unique in terms of the look um, Baba Hotep is too. Like it's a very like specific, distinct-looking film. Um, Don Coscarelli kind of falls into that cult director wheelhouse. That is in this at times, but it's a surprisingly bland film outside of certain scenes, and I it's mm. a real shame because those scenes. There's there's moments of this film where I'm like, I like how weird this is. I really wish the whole film was this weird. Mm. That's one of them. And then there's one coming up that is probably my favourite part of the film. Well, I, the one th- another pro for this film is a lot of it, I mean, so it's probably a limitation as well, but there's a lot of practical animal stunts that have to happen. Now, yeah. today you would just do it all with CGI. Obviously, Disney have got to the point where they can basically recreate animals doing smiling and being creepy and well not expressing at all and looking like animals vaguely oh, and, you know you can, realistic lions that talk okay. they're gonna look terrible they give it 10 years they look awful as well yeah like 
you know, you can do this now really easily because it would all be CGI. And that, the effort it takes to not do it with CGI and to train animals and to fucking get every shot you want, every reaction from the animals. Like, a lion kisses a ferret in this. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> they painted a tiger black and it made me think it was a, a lion. So tiger, a dyed yeah. black tiger. Yeah, kissed, kissed a ferret. I think they were ferrets. Although I did hear that the sound effects of the ferrets weren't used because they didn't sound right to the director. So they used the sound of mice or something, or rats, I can't remember. Yeah, ferrets don't... Like, I think the only noise they make when they make noise is, like, they scream, kind of like foxes. Right. Um, they don't but make, like, like, cute noises. They're not, like, guinea pigs or no. something. But, like, so you've got all these animals, like, a, a bird you have to drop out of a fucking air balloon because it refuses to fly, apparently. Oh like, you got, like, a gold, you got an, you got an eagle and a, and a tiger and a couple of ferrets and a dog and a fucking bear. Like, you have to do a lot of stuff with animal training that is just, just to get any shot you want is a pain in the ass. So Did... I respect them for trying their balls off to, like, get all the animals <laughs> to do the bits they needed, you know? Did anyone... Because I, I didn't think to do it, even though it did occur to me while I was watching the film. I think by the time I got to the end of the film, my brain had left my head and yeah. I forgot. So uh, did anyone like dig in, like have a look at the credits and see whether it had that disclaimer about no animals being harmed <laughs> in the making I, I of the film? I didn't have uh, the courage in case yeah. it wasn't there. <laughs> Because there's, in particular, the scene of the ferret in the quicksand. It's like, <laughs> how many ferrets am I watching die in a, in a cut-together uh, scene here? I think also perhaps humans were hurt maybe with the animals in this thing. You never know what yeah, uh, trouble Mark, comes from. Mark, Mark Singer, the guy who plays Dar, hmm. he's pretty rough with the ferrets. But he seems pretty comfortable with animals. They needed someone who could be like not fussed that there's a tiger there. Yeah, I mean, I was impressed by how natural his performance is when he's around a fucking tiger. <laughs> but then, having watched uh, Tiger King subsequently, you go, "Oh, people just get comfortable with big cats in a way they shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> they don't realize how this dangerous is, it is." This is like a Timothy Treadwell in his fucking bears situation. <laughs> oh yeah, Jesus. Um, but yeah, I don't know, like. Dar becomes basically just a guy out on his own because he's, you know, his, his dog dies because they have to piss off Abby as usual with killing him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, basically, he's left alone in the world, not orphaned because he's an adult, I guess. Could you be an adult orphan? I mean, technically, yeah, I think it's it still counts. He's the last surviving member of his tribe and he's out for revenge. But, you know, he's got to go along the road and make a bunch of animal friends by getting into stupid perils that he needs help with. So this is this is the first part of the film where I kind of went, oh, no. <laughs> because, <laughs> because it, for a long stretch, and not the not the only long stretch, it is just footage of him wandering around. <laughs> On epic rocks and, and yeah. bits of desert. They reminded me of those training montages from martial arts films. Yeah. Where they're all yeah. like flips and they're doing kicks and that. But he doesn't actually do anything. <laughs> he just swings his sword around. Well, he, still, he, does, he trains himself a bit by swinging a stick around a big bar or whatever first. Builds up to the sword. And what's the first friend along the way? Some uh, Oh, the ferrets nick his bag because they're thieves. Yeah. And then, 
they save him from quicksand when you know? Is that well, right? he's he's got the um he's got the eagle first. Oh yeah, because it's ah! after the village, right? <laughs> Does he name? But that's sort of informal because that isn't mm. really. Isn't what? Like he didn't in encamp- like they didn't have an exchange and then the eagle tagged along. The eagle was just it sort of picked him in a way. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, I'm hanging with you now, but oh, okay. Yeah, it should have either helped out with the fight or I guess it just goes, dog's dead, mate. Do you want to get a new friend? And then Dal must have tossed his head. Yeah, certain animals will attach to him because they realise they can communicate with him, I guess. I don't know. It's never really specified and it's like no one seems to care, so whatever. (laughs) The film just sort of moves on, which I I kind of appreciate. uh, I, I do like the casual treatment of the fact that he can communicate with animals. The film just puts it there and goes, there you go, see, Beastmaster, so let's he can, go. He can communicate to them, and he, he can either persuade them, because it's not that he controls them in, like, they do exactly what he wants, but he yeah. can talk to them, and they, they he can do what they... I, I think it's implied that they do what he wants them if he's friends with them, and he sees through their eyes sometimes if he wants to, but not all of them, at least the hawk or the uh, the eagle or whatever. Is that right? Like, does he see through everyone's eyes, or just the whole? I think it's just the. I think it's just the bird. He sort of implies that he could, but he doesn't really need to. If the ferrets are walking alongside, he doesn't really need ferret vision to know where he's going. Ferret, ferret vision <laughs> until late night when he wants to have a bit of extra fun. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, I'd watch Tiger Cam. Sounds like a, like a <laughs> terrible Russian YouTube channel. So, Anthony, you pointed out, yeah, so the eagle is the first friend. Then it's uh, ferrets, nick your bag, ah, not really, mate, love you, help you, you know, with a stick. Or they climb along a stick, and then it snaps. Yeah. He helps himself out, and then he has to help, help one of them out. Possibly our first onset animal death sacrifice. Yeah, I'm really curious about how they did yeah. that. Because <laughs> it and- fully just goes under the quicksand. So he, na- but then he goes. I name. He basically names them Piffle and Poffle or Poppy Pig. Poppy and Pink. But what does he name the bus a bird called? Sherlock. Oh, is he Sherlock? Sherlock. Sherlock. Are two syllables spoiled? And that's literally it, isn't he? He's just you're you're here. That's it. And then the ferrets get a proper story. And a bit further. The ferrets down. have a fucking arc in this. Yeah. <laughs> More so oh. than like a lot of the human characters. Yeah, they've got more of an arc than the female lead. It's because they're cute and good. Why <laughs> does he? He just yeah. So he, how does he befriend the tiger? The oh, sorry, not the tiger, the panther guys. Yeah, the black fist. <laughs> oh god, he does. He stumbles across the tiger fighting with some people, I think, and they're trying to chain it up and yeah, and um, he rescues it. it. Have sex with it. I don't know what yeah. they're exactly trying to do. And so, having been rescued, he's then Bezzy's. I, I don't. What I don't get is so. I think part of the thing was okay. We we the animal stunt team are like we're not. We're, you can't have a fucking panther. They don't. They don't perform well or whatever. They don't agree. They're not agreeable. Like cows tigers. Look like cows on the set. Siegfried and Roy don't just have albino tigers because they. They, you know, look cool. They behave better yeah. for most of the time until one of them attacks you. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> not that well. 
mostly. Yeah, but like uh, the we are, only tigers are easier to train or better to shoot or I don't know, just look better. But so instead of just changing the story to be oh, so it's a tiger, not a panther. They're like, no, no, yeah. it has to be a black panther. Let's awkwardly die it so that whenever it like wipes its face or gets its paws wet, the paint comes off and you can see it as tiger. I mean, also why? tigers don't fucking look like panthers. There's no need. They look twice the size. Yeah, I just. Is it's there... a tiger, that's fine, isn't it? We can, can have a tiger. I mean, paint it a fantasy colour, like have it pink and blue or something. I don't know. Or just it's don't a... fucking paint it. Just have it be a tiger. Why, it, like, is, is that a, is it a thing anywhere that it was like a, 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 a panther in the books and they were like, no, no, it has to be a panther. Like, what are the, f- oh, I was going to say, are the fans going to complain if it isn't, but they fucking would. Even back then, There's so. no Twitter. they'd write in with a stamp and everything. Yeah. Abby, you, Abby, you're our resident uh, Brave Star uh, aficionado. <laughs> <laughs> How does Beastmaster compare? Because he's got like a lot of the same things going on. Like it's like, isn't the theme from Brave Star like Brave Star? That's all I remember of it. Brave Star. Aspects um, <laughs> of the hawk. Something of He takes on aspects of an animal so he gets very fast or he becomes very strong he, the only ha- animal he hangs out with is a, wo- a weird cyborg horse so he's got, <laughs> right. so he's got a cyborg horse friend yeah what was but the he... horse name? 40-40 <laughs> See, I told you she was a Brave Star expert <laughs> like, what are Brave Star's things like claws of a bear strength of the bear strength of the bear is the wolf speed eyes, eyes of the hawk? So it's a hawk, not an eagle. Which I think this is an eagle, right? Uh, sure. Brown hunting animal in the sky. Don't know what it is. <coughs> I don't know if they actually say it explicitly. No, it's apparently just, uh, it's a golden eagle. Okay. Okay. Because uh, yeah, so golden eagle, t- tiger panther. And ferrets are all friends. Um, and briefly a dog, but, you know, fuck that. The bear doesn't make friends, which I find a bit... It'd been cool if the kid had been rocking around with a bear. They really sought the men from the boys back at the village. <laughs> like, what were you saying about bullying me again, old uh, chums? No, <laughs> I can die. You have all the share of the, I don't know, crops or whatever. Um, but anyway, so he's got his three pals. He's on the road. You know, he. but then... He's a bit of a prick, is our Beastmaster, because he's a bit of a kidder, a bit of a lech, <laughs> a rapist. Yeah, this shit was weird. <laughs> he comes across a couple of naked babes, or semi-naked babes, with their hard silicone swords and sorcery tits. Yes. That you really have in that one. But like a couple of women who are, you know, are topless because male chauvinism, and they're bathing. And then so Dar's ploy here is he nicks the claws... And then when our female lead gets to come to, which not I don't know, love interest I suppose isn't it? She, I mean, the token woman, <laughs> really, she yeah. does really nothing in this film other than be <laughs> naked at this point and then just be there for the rest of it. Also, she does have a friend who just vanishes. Yeah, during no, this scene, in this scene, and then later when they rescue the other women that have been kidnapped. They save them from the monks on a raft or whatever, or the priests, and then they're gone again. Like, yeah. why are they like an illusion? Is she 
I think women just don't count in this universe. But the clothes are stolen, and then when she comes to come and you know get dressed, I think she has a transforming tank top as well. Like she puts on something over her breasts, and it starts like as a different garment that it that it ends up being, and just like a continuity issue. But like, so he's nicked her clothes because he's a peeping Tom pervert, and then he gets his panther friend. uh, Yeah, he sets up a scheme. With the, the the panther and the ferrets to help him. Oh, the ferrets nick the thing, right? Yeah. Insist himself on this woman, I guess. Yeah, so he can he can stage an elaborate right. Well, uh, uh, re- he can rescue. He can see off the tiger panther, uh, and be like, "Oh, so I saved you. Now you owe me your life. I'm gonna make out with you instead and rape you. Basically, just foist myself upon you because." I've saved you from a, a, a painted tiger. But I like the eyes he had with his with the tiger. They're like, you want me to scare her? But yeah, the tiger's I, like not interested. Yeah. And then when he gets it, he likes his eyes to go, fuck off now. And the tiger's like, fine. <laughs> he doesn't, <laughs> like the, the acting from the tiger is actually quite funny. For, like if the tiger had like ran away scared, I'd be like, no, he needs to be not interested. Like that that plays well into the joke I felt. Like the uh, tiger's like, You're a prick, mate. Like this you, is this, not friendship. This scene and then there's I think there's a couple of others too where I feel like and I, I maybe this is more of a thing in the sequels or the T V series ugh, or whatever. But um I feel like Mark Singer that is his name, right? The guy who plays Dar. Singer, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um I feel like he could potentially be better than he is in this, but he's just not really given enough other than be muscular and swing a sword around. Like, he gets some moments where he gets to, like, act a bit, and there's, like, signs of potential of him doing quite a good, like, I guess maybe Han Solo-type character with this, but they just don't really a thing to hang anything on yeah he has enthusiasm like he's so stoked to be the lead in a in in this thing where he looks quite heroic he feels like he's up for it he's up for being with the animals and look he knows he's gonna look badass coming out of this so he's i think he's stoked to be there i will say that i don't know acting wise i don't know Uh, anthony what do you think was this something where you could see oh you know given a chance this could be actually good or was it still too low you know low quality um, hard to say. Like, if they, like Jamie said, there's a slight inconsistency in some of the effects, and I mean, you know, how much money could they have saved from dying the tiger? Could, could that could that have gone on to a slightly more realistic pulling effect by the dog? I don't know. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Mark Singer, he had, he had the charisma to pull it off, if he had more to do, yeah, um, acting wise. I think. Do you guys think he had a bit of an odd face though? Yeah, he's a funny looking guy. I I like just to, yeah. I feel like that may be part of why he's so unbelievably ripped. Is it that like? If well, I didn't have this, I would be working in the Seven Eleven the rest of my life. <laughs> like, which again, I I don't remember who 
I'm pretty sure I said this on the last episode. We did whatever it was, mentioning an, a funny-looking actor and me saying, I get it, I'm funny-looking. We're all funny-looking. <laughs> like, mm. this is not, you know... Well, e- either way, his character is a bit creepy because he's, like, tricking a woman, but also... You know, he does get to smooch her quite quick before she's had time to, you know, agree. Remember Louis C.K., I'm doing it. No <laughs> time to respond. Um, but she's, you know, she does manage to get him off her. How does she carry on with him? Or does she, she's then away, right? She gets captured later on. Yeah. Oh, no, she Sacrifices. gives him like a, what, I don't know how you call it, but when you grab someone by the wrist, you just sort of twist them around. So, oh, oh I've fallen down. Was she saying she slipped out or she snapped his wrist? <laughs> like, she slipped out and did the wristy turn and yeah. got him onto the ground. If I had my pepper spray on me right now, yeah. <laughs> you'd be in danger. But like, did she? She got kidnapped. In every person who's in peril of this is trying is about to be sacrificed. So at some point, she's captured later. So he's on like a mission to find her again. So yeah. she obviously, obviously don't stay together here. It's a lot of ending up. In situations <laughs> fairly unclearly. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, what, what especially next... what happens next. Oh, is this. Go on, Anthony, go on. Where she runs off because she's like a slave girl and she needs to get back or whatever. And Dar is like, I'm, I'm going to save her. And is then... she jewelry or something as well? Or... Yes. Oh, he... Yeah, she leaves behind something that he keeps, or the ferrets steal it, and he or something. I don't know. Go on, Anthony. Anyway. Yes, but then, the, like the next scene is at like nighttime, when it's him stumbling into some sort of. It's, it's not a cave, is it? It's kind of just like a rocky, um, valley. Yeah. Um. Probably a quarry again. Yeah. Um. Well, we we got like a prisoner. Like hung yeah. up, and he tries to save this him. This is it. And then, this is my favorite part of the film. And then all of a sudden, he's just like surrounded by weird bat people. Oh, I think they or something. Really right? tall, bald, humany bird people, bird persons. No, no, they're singularly more like terrifying. Well, it's see, they do, they great. do, they seem like bats, but they. See uh, Sherlock Holmes, the the gold eagle, the, and the symbol. Right? Do they see the symbol? Oh yeah. They like, he, like he lands the, on yeah. he lands on the bird uh, statue. So I think they're bird people because they have some sort of uh, respect of Beastmaster's bird friend. Right. They look. Yeah. There's some kind of monster cult thing it's never clarified and it doesn't need to be because that's part of what makes it cool but what, and also what, they have big jelly sacks hanging from the trees yeah jelly sacks lovely but Anthony, what happens in this <laughs> scene that you like so much oh um what was it so he, he like lets the prisoner go and the prisoner runs but he's caught by one of these bird people i'm gonna call them bat people they're more like bat yeah. Definitely bird people, guys. They okay. have like the yeah, symbol they have like leathery... It don't matter. Oh, anyway, they're creepy winged monsters. Yeah, so one of them kind of wraps him, like hugs him tight 
with their wings and then kind of like crushes him into some sort of pulp. Digests out. Yeah. It's like a green goopy acid shit, isn't it? They it's love the death. green goopy stuff. Yeah. Like later on when the guy gets that stuff poured in it, say it's green goo. Do you know what it's that that moment is like Grey Freeze? This is like and I, I bet it's because a lot of the people who make a lot of like modern RPG open world type games watched films like this back in the day. But it's like when you stumble across a camp in a game like that in like, I don't know, The Witcher or something and you free someone who's been captured and they immediately run directly into their own death. Mm, yeah. And you're like, oh, hi. <laughs> it is a classic uh, video game trope. Yeah. But um, no, I, I and this is a, like I was starting to get a bit annoyed with the film, and then this scene happened, and I was like, okay, well, if we're doing things like this, then I am more no, on board with this than I was, and then it just doesn't, it doesn't do it again. No, they do. I I was so happy when they came back at the end, and I could not quite believe that they actually did bring them back. Not just bring them back, but to actually save the heroes. It's like, don't fucking worry. And then there was that weird moment as well where Dar sort of, sorry, Dar, Dar sort of realises what he's done. He's like, we should go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As well, there's a nice psycho where he draws his sword in, like, you better fuck me, let me out of you, weird freaks. And then the bird thing clasps his sword, but it drops like a medallion or something on there. Yeah, it gives him the like symbol of the. Is it the symbol of the god thing, like the pyramid A type? It de- it definitely something on his yeah. hand, the Assassin's Creed logo on his hand. <laughs> <laughs> but like that, that's basically a play this token later. Well, I owe you one epic save at the end of the film. Yeah, and so he gets out of there. I, I think is it Seth that he meets next, and the boy. King, are they related? No, they. I think Devil? he gets to the um, uh, to the oh, to the, the town first. Yeah, again, where he just sort of ends up there, like I guess slightly beyond this weird cove of monstrous cultists who are digesting people alive yeah. is yeah. the town that you need to go to for plot purposes. And then there's the the. The seeing eye ring. Where yeah. Who gives him? Oh yeah. Well, there's all these scenes of the the witches watching. No, no, no. They have the ring, and they use it later on to. I think that's. Fuck. How does he get it? The I kid... thought one of the acolytes had it, and then he took it. Right, but that's also a bit of a convenient. But at some point, the Dar gives it to the kid that he meets, so the kid is spying on their plans as well. That's right, because he doesn't. Yeah, they don't realize what the eye is like broadcasting to. <laughs> like you, would, you have a piece of jewelry that's so ostentatious that you don't notice an eye opens up and watches. Yeah, you. Um, I did. I did recognize that. Like when when I saw it, when I saw like the the eye in the ring, mm. I'm like, I've seen this before. Because when I was a kid, I used to watch. I I went through films like nothing and I don't you know, I don't remember even like a fraction of them that I remember sure. seeing. But I remember that as like mm. as um as an image. I I yeah, recognise it as well, but I could not for the life of me place it. It's like just it's one of those things like, that happen in fantasy D and D type things, isn't it? Well it's sort of like how a lot of people, particularly people at our age, I think, remember the mechanical owl from uh 
Argonauts. Jason and the Argonauts, but don't remember where it's actually from. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, start discuss- so you're saying the village was at that point? Because I, re- I remember them bit bumping into uh, Seth out in the middle of nowhere and having a little no, chat. He was on his way to a village, but yeah. he hadn't got to it yet. So how did it? So what, what happened to the village? You just saved the kid from the sacrifice, or was that later on? No, that's yeah, no, that's, that's, that's yeah. And, and it's not so much a village as it is the weird pyramid. Fuck it. Yeah. So I what, mean, the, what? What? Go on. What's important about this is that Rip Torn comes back because he is far and away the highlight of this film. <laughs> through and through. Do you not see the ferret, Jamie? Yeah. <laughs> just him like looking at the script or looking at the film and going oh I know what this is and basically just playing a pantomime villain is what needed (laughs) and it needed more of it to be honest what it needed is Tom Green jerking off a big elephant (laughs) (laughs) and making Ripton really proud It needed him to be interrupted in his sacrifice by Tom Green on a keyboard going, Daddy, would you like some sausages? Daddy, would you like some sausages? <laughs> yeah. It just, Ripton is such a, a weird guy. <laughs> like in, and this film really makes the most of everything odd about him. Yeah. We do get some more camp sorcery. I'm an evil villain. Don't worry about it. Don't ask questions. Just accept yeah. it. Also, um, did not expect him to full on throw a toddler into a fire. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and, like, just, it was so just, I guess, sudden that I laughed out loud when it happened. It was so silly as well because it happens and it's like, fuck, you did it. That's and then, one uh, of the things I would say for this film is that they do. Like they do get people to do stuff they would actually do. There was no like, oh, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, and then he gets stopped. No, he literally froze a child into some fire. <laughs> Done. Yeah, if Dar had been a bit quicker through the crowd, he might have been able to do something. But nope, he's dead. And then he's like, but that's not enough to appease R. I have to. He picks like a little blonde kid with what looked like a kind of uh, Mortal Kombat costume of Scorpion. Yes. I thought that too. She was dressed as a scorpion from Mortal the, Kombat. The woman at the end was as well. I don't know why. Is yeah. that just the sacrifice clothes? I but would yeah. not be surprised if the people who made Mortal Kombat, that was like a deliberate <laughs> thing because of this film. <laughs> I look forward to him appearing in one of the video games as a bonus character then. <laughs> um, like, so the second kid is about to be, you know, turfed into the. I don't know, bonfire, whatever, little bonfire shoot thing. Uh, and all, like, all the fucking horrified villagers are just like, I guess we're taking it. Uh, <laughs> but but the, the eagle gets to soar in. can scoop this kid out <laughs> before he gets in the fire. And carries it off, but unfortunately drops it on a rock and it dies. No. Yeah. <laughs> or this, the parents just being like, oh, well, I guess my kid's probably still dead because that eagle's just going to eat her. <laughs> Feed it to his young and like sick regurgitate it into baby, <laughs> baby uh, eagle's mouths. But like you know, the claws would have just cut through the little boy's skin or scalp. It's a girl, I think. Oh, was a girl. Oh, sorry. I mean, you. Yeah, it's hard to tell at that age <laughs> when they're when they're dressed as Mortal Kombat characters. 
But like, uh, so Ronnie, I get off camera. The bird, I guess, has dropped the kid off tidily, and uh, Dar gets to go and find the, the helpful man. Like his, the father of the child. Here's your kid. Who's and the guy's answer? like, oh, I'm indebted to you. I, I owe you everything. Great. Uh, I need your help. I was like, oh, straight away you call it. I need to just have my <laughs> son back and you're calling in the favour. Who's the actor who plays the dad? Because he looks really, really familiar. Budget Peter Houston off. Real <laughs> pound man shit. I don't know. You had a shit wig. You reminded me of the guy who played... Uh, the, the guy who sold the tribbles. In oh Jesus! I don't know if it's the same person. Just reminded me of him. Am I just mixing him up with the guy who plays Rapsy Nesbit? Like what? Uh, like kind of that But he's just a um, I don't know. Probably generic a villager again. NPC yeah. more video game tropes that I were birthed here. Sacco. Guy guy with a wagon that comes in handy when you want to assassin's creed out of a window or whatever. He's in Halloween 3, if that helps you at all. Not at all. No. But, like, after making friends with... And was he one help to find a girl or something? And I don't know. Does he get wind of what's going on or anything? Something like that. Story. He's but, like, but, oh, I'm going to free this slave girl or... <sighs> or meet someone else topless I can fuck. Someone's getting... <laughs> something about revenge? No, definitely the girl I'm interested in all of a sudden. But like Beastmaster, I don't know, it doesn't exactly get sidetracked, but he ends up getting in trouble with some of just baddies, in it? And then they're trying to, like, they trick, so the baddies trick the tiger panther into, like, a trap, like, a, a like we fall into a, I don't know, it's a hole. a pit trap. Pit trap. And they're going to kill uh, the panther, come tiger, and then... Oh, Seth rocks up with his little uh, kid company, but with his little kid friend, and helps out basically. Dar the t- saves the tiger while Dar is indisposed, is it? And they sort of make friends over tigers saving. Yeah, but- they have the weird sort of pissing contest log lift. Oh right, yeah, yeah, to get the tiger out. Or you'd be like, um, I know we saved the tiger, but do you want to leave him in there till we leave? <laughs> like, uh, we let in the tiger. <laughs> okay. I only saved him so I could kill him and have something to eat on my travels, but I guess you're friends with him. But they have a bit of a, you know, hello, um, do you want to join me on my quest? Well, to, you know, it would be safer if we all go together. Hi, I'm Seth, the only normal name in the ga- uh, in the, in the show. And this is my uh, life partner and pilgrim friend, small boy. Yeah, that's a bit, that's, you know, just don't ask any questions, I guess. Can I just be your kid? Like, come on. Like, don't Hello, I'm a priest with a small child in tow. I didn't I didn't grasp this. Abby, you were saying to me before the podcast that this was just like, they were bullshitting about being pilgrims because Seth was his bodyguard. Is that right? He's a bodyguard and the, uh, the kid's the prince in exile. But so does this mean they're brothers, in fact? Then? Yes. Right. Awkward. Well... Missed all of this because I was just like, Oh, I'm starting to lose thread. (laughs) Pay attention. What happened to the bat people? (laughs) Just characters that we don't need, but it's an adventure, so we have to have them. It's the thing is, like, there is a story with Riptorn's evil wizard character and his the three witches because they're like 
they're using the ring with the eye on it to stalk them because Ripton is like there's the whole prophecy thing about being killed by the son of the king or whatever like all that's going on but in the meantime our actual like protagonist who we're supposed to be following is just sort of wandering around yeah, but he's presumed dead at least so there's no big problem on him I don't know like the point is we make friends along the way a bunch of animals Seth and now the kid who would be king slash your brother and they don't I mean Seth is pretty in shape and can handle himself I can yeah, think he was... look good at his like yeah, it, the, the weird ropes it, and things. You know, you see him in Coming to America or, or Fresh Prince of Bel Air or whatever. You don't, you don't expect him to be in a film like this, and then you also don't expect him to look like he belongs in that film. <laughs> like it was weird. Hmm. Like, do we he should have been the lead. Fuck it. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. I mean, then you just go Black Conan, don't you? And was, <laughs> that's just the. You could actually just call it that and set it as an exploitation film. Like a black exploitation Conan. I'm doing it again. Conan. Fucking Conan O'Brien the Barbarian. Conan. Conan. Well, it depends. The adventurer. Con- Conan himself says Conan. Conan. So this... Yeah, that's because it's almost watching it, you know. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, we've got a little community now. I mean, the kid's a bit dull, right, guys? Is there anything about the kid that we care or like about? Is no. This movie? Nope. <laughs> don't give a shit about him at all. I don't know why he's there. Well, he's he's relatively brave, I guess, but, yeah, he doesn't do anything. No, and we've well, already we... got a woman to be a, you know, prissy woman in who needs saving. Being, kid being well. nobody character that has no motivation. But sexy hair and tits, so that's enough. Well, it does. It does turn out she's like the niece of the king. Ah, oh, fuck! Are they related? That kind of puts Which, the kibosh on the relationship. Then, kind, yeah, kind of makes them distant. incestuous. You're not I mean, that distantly related. To be honest with you, they're like cousins. This is set in a fantasy world, but like you know, put it in putting it in the time period when it's in. I don't think that would have stopped anyone. No, that's in keeping I with. Suppose. Yeah. Really? I mean, to be fair, there's certain communities even now where that wouldn't stop uh, them. But uh, all of this basically, all this basically is so that uh, I mean, it's a bit confusing, isn't it? Because Rip Torn is the bad guy, but there's also the evil uh, bondage uh, yeah, raiders, right? Like they don't. They're not working for Rip Torn, right? I. I... They kind of are. I think he's like, because uh, he's there when they maraud the village into the ground. Um, oh, yeah. So, where have they been? They've kind of fucked up. Well, I, think late, I think he's hired them as like a sort of group of, of mercenaries to go around, like, helping him find the son of the whatever. Yeah. But basically, the next big chunk is the prolonged uh, stealth. I say stuff. Oh. Walking in the front, basically. Yeah. It's nighttime <laughs> yeah. Sneaks, sneaks into the, I don't know, lair of this guy. And so they go through various silly bridges, and there's a bunch of gimp boys clawing at they're, <laughs> they're making monsters as well. Like they're, they're talking about to turn them into. Yeah, they got a monster workshop, magic monster workshop, which sounds like a toy you'd sell to children in the 90s. I swear it was. That sounds. I. Oh, go- made of plasticine. Magic monster mashup shop. No, uh, but like- the, the angry arm corridor. 
Yeah. <laughs> they sneak they sneak through there uh, as much as a, a naked man and a couple of ferrets and a woman can tiger. Die black. Die black. At least the die black means it's harder to see in the night, right? <laughs> there are convenient the... monkey bars for him to swing on. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> and at some point the woman just fucks off because she knows the place and doesn't yeah. explain herself like yeah. she's a... Like, I thought that was setting up some sort of, like, she was... Yep, like a double working. cross, I mean. Yeah, but, like, literally it was like, no, I just went to change my clothes. <laughs> I knew where the locker room was. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> there was a brief bit where um, Seth and Dar and the kid are all on, like, a ferry crossing and they put on robes they found somewhere and pretend to be ferrymen so they can <sighs> rescue the ladies as well. So they, sa- they save the ladies, the other ladies vanish, the main one stays. Literally just a, a consequence of editing rather than explanation. <laughs> she does get, uh, I think it's her, she, that she gets to, to to perform a pretty brutal kill on some of the... Are they cultists? They're the bald the monk priests, guys? Yeah, they're they yeah. yeah. like guys. Yeah, she, she drowns three <laughs> men. <laughs> yeah. Like... A few people get knocked in the dick as well, I think. Maybe. Knocked in the dick. Knocked in the dick. But like, uh, that just happened. It's like, oh, we better find her. There she is. We've used eagle vision yeah. to spot her and uh, describe her to Seth. And he could be like, oh, I know, yeah. Um, so she got rescued. But she disappears when they go into the, I guess they break into the dungeons or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, yeah. In, yeah. Fucking, I didn't even know why this was happening. <laughs> why, why is it happening? They break in only to break out again. <laughs> oh, they're looking for the king, right? The king is a prisoner. He's like a. Uh, he hasn't got any old, eyes. Yeah, he's blind and he's old and entrapped. And, and so they rescue in this guest, the king. Uh, so they do all that shit. They, they, they have a whole explanation of. So we pop a bit of green goo wiggly worm in the dungeon master's. Um, pop a wiggly worm into prisoners' uh, years, was it? Yeah. yeah. Then we fit them with a gimp mask. And, <laughs> and they apparently turn into death guards. They become enraged Hulk like meanies who have no fear and are angry. I guess because the worm is inside controlling them. It's like, weird, like they... when people when people have the the things on the head in like feature armor, that's what it made me think of. Well they yes. talk about um they say yeah, they, they torture them to to madness and turn them into like raving lunatics, but like then it just shows they just put a thing in their ears. Like, it's not... Oh, that's like a, 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 Yes. But, like, you built it up a little bit too much, I think. They also have terrible safety precautions because one of them gets murdered immediately by yeah. the rampaging beast. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do this kind of thing, you've got to use a lot more safety measures than just fucking ad hoc in it in the base. if you're apparently doing it all the time. Look at all the berserker dickhead gimps. So they're like, oh no, another one got loose. Why does this keep happening? We're losing so many men. Why is that dungeon like a fucking labyrinth that we have to find like hidden doorways and wander around? The death guard place. thing also doesn't come to anything. Like, we see one get created. We haven't seen them before. We well, they were all the arms, in the, the arms in the corridor. No, 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 but I mean, beyond just here. Well, they don't come up at the end as like a send out the gimps. Mm. No, yeah. they just it just chases the ferrets for a while. Yeah, the ferrets are being used to find like go get the keys or whatever. 
was to go after they steal things, and they spent a while getting that, and then right after everyone's failed, all the all the chaos happens, and the ferrets turn up, and he's like, well, it's a bit late, but thanks. Um, but the ferrets are sent in, and the, the one berserker guy chases them in a kind of Benny Hill way around the place for a bit, smashing, uh, I don't know, bits of pipe, trying to get them, because they're scurrying through a pipe. There's whole, not a whole lot of action, really. But, but then... What's Dar doing? He basically has a little, hello, Dad, I mean, King, I mean, blind guy, we're here to save you. Gets is... 100% rejected. Immediately. Yeah. The the thing where he talks about how he can talk to beasts and his dad's like, you fucking freak. <laughs> what the fast. fuck is wrong with you? Oh. Uh, like, he's, he's basically um, just, his feelings are hurt and he's like, oh. Okay. Yeah, he literally, d- he cries about it and leaves. <laughs> What a prick, though. We... You're, like, trapped in a dungeon for years, and someone saves you, let alone your son, who has magical powers. You wouldn't be like, nah, prick, mate. I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, Ugh, creepy. Weird... Again, I, I eat his... animals, mate. I don't want to fucking play with my food. But then he has gone cuckoo down there, which they realised too late. Just a bit of a prick to begin with, though, wouldn't he? This I... whole, like, like the... direction <laughs> it takes... Just again, are they padding it to get to two hours or like? Well, just, oh, it doesn't need to be two hours, does it? But like, I think they're just putting in a bit. Well, we need a dungeon because it's essentially Dungeons and Dragons. No, I mean that's fine, whatever. But like, why then have this entire other sequence with like, right? We've gathered all these people. Don't ask where from. They're here now, and we're going to plan an attack on this priest. I am an old man with no eyes. I don't know who this fucking freak who can talk to animals is, but here, let me tell you what we're going to do. Suicide mission (laughs) directly (laughs) into the priest's temple. There should have been a bit bit where all the people in the village were like, oh, yeah, I remember why we haven't rescued him now. Yeah, his gig was (laughs) pretty. He was like this before. I'm heralding the return of Speculate on the book time. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. It it feels like a book structure though, where yes. like he saved them, but then they also have to have the siege, and wrap up all that stuff. Like it's very, all that's stuff like not filmic have, rules. There. Yes, you have time to do in a book that someone's reading, and you have time to go into in depth and ex- and expound upon things. Whereas in a film, if you have no context, you're just going, "What's happening?" <laughs> Well, the thing, the structure I did like was the three of, well, four animal friends that Dar has helping him. They all come in handy all the time. Like, so in the breakup, before they get to this plan, they, I mean, there's a room with a giant skull on a pulley system that you lift up and then it, you I have an escape slide. I forgot about this. Like, the rampaging maniacs are coming in the monks, and I think all the monks or the priests get killed by him. <laughs> then he breaks in, and the ferrets run run in as well. And it all, it's all kicking off, and basically they end up, I guess, jumping out the window. But there's, like, a whole skull slide out of the building. But anyway, they jump out the window and then into the back of, like, a fucking... The, they, they jump out like they're going to die, but then they, they fall conveniently into a haystack in the back of a old farmer guy's uh, truck or whatever. And then, so the what the hawk comes down and like kills the gimp guy who's raving at the window and is potentially gonna like <laughs> kill them. No, and then the who hawk is completely just, fucking useless. Yeah, the hawk just throws his ass out off the wall, and then so they need to escape the inner bit of the fortress, and the ferrets come in. Then they basically the ferrets kick the ass of a guy on the uh, I don't know the guy in charge of the door or near the guarding 
the... Oh, nutsack attack. Mm. Oh. I knew there was balls getting hurt in this film somewhere. But so the ferrets come in then. They, they're, you know, they're handy. The tiger obviously is endlessly helpful at mauling people to death. So I like that the film was structured. It didn't just go, he's got animal friends and they'll come in once or twice. It was structured like, oh, they are always helping him. So I did, like, if you're a kid watching like a fucking movie about a naked guy in a loincloth the other day. <laughs> and, a naked guy and his animals. Yeah, you want to see animals do cool things, and I appreciate that this found time for the animals to actually be of help, not just side dressing. You know, yeah. like yeah, I will give it that they really do make an effort to to keep the whole like they they pro- they lead into the whole beastmaster idea as much as they need to, which yeah. is so it's not you know, nothing. No, what is but nothing yeah. though is uh, Dar leaving obsessed. Yes. And- I have to I have to leave. I'm so sad. And then the woman going, You're not leaving and he goes, Okay. Great, good. But they do they do have a big all of the I guess the people who've been cucked by the wizard so far. <laughs> uh they have now that this grumpy pissed old king is there who doesn't accept the guy who saved them all. Uh they're all gonna do a big war. And so that that, that happens. I mean there wasn't much to talk about there, is it's fighting and stuff. No, it just it just kind of they plan to do it and Dahl walks off and then the next scene I think um who comes after him? Is it Tal or is it Kiri? Just comes after him after walking away and just like, Oh yeah, that all failed. You have to come back and <laughs> save the day. Yeah. Just, and it's like okay. And he does, pretty much. That's the other thing as well in this and again, completely pointless deviation from where the story was going um but like the other thing as well is there's especially towards the end of the film there's a lot more like action and the action isn't very good it's it's like it's fine but it's not like engaging yeah that's the thing after all the drowning strangulations and various other horrible things that happened they don't even kill the baddie properly like the guy with yeah. the big winged helmet just disappears into some fire. Like, oh. Yeah, that whole thing is is well, that's the other problem as well, is that you know, Riptorn is the the villain really. Like he's the engaging yeah. antagonist, not this like anonymous masked man. But they kill Riptorn off, and then there's fucking fifteen minutes of nothing left where they're just fighting nobodies around fire. But there's like the whole again. It's like all right, we're on a pyramid doing a sacrifice, and it's like again with this. It's every fucking thing is a sacrifice for you, you prick. And then so the dad, the king, the blind king is is murdered because I guess uh, Beastmaster's too short, too too slow, or the tiger's not quick enough, or what you know. But but then he manages to save his now girlfriend who's dressed like a Mortal Kombat uh, character. Just in the nick of time, and then so he ripped on his dispatch. Was it at least poetic in any way? Was it? I mean, the... it's just a bit shit. The ferret throws him in the fire. And, sac- and it basically oh. sacrifices itself. It kills itself. And we're gutted, but we get a little bit of a hooray at the end. Where... I was sort of surprised that they actually did stick to the ferret death. Yeah, like, yeah, you kind of don't... I thought there was going to be a thing where it climbs out at the end and they've clearly just covered an actual live ferret with, like, soot <laughs> and coal dust. But they, we, they know in their back pocket they got the reveal of... Oh, yeah, uh, property ping or property 
it was a boy <laughs> and Ping was a girl and yeah. she's pregnant with kids and there's little boys or girls there's little little twin ferrets so the, the ferret lineage will live on I that get bag that he keeps those ferrets in must fucking stink oh, well but also like these bags I mean, that he probably stinks have, too well yeah well, he's at least oh, it doesn't matter like but this <laughs> bag the bag is a fantasy sorcery bag so it'll have an endless supply of all the things he's picked up on his various quests <laughs> a whole inventory full of shit in there like from mugs and other spare weapons and clothes and clothes he never wears other swords and jewelry and stuff like the killing right. of Riptorn's character is fe- like he gets stabbed in the stomach, and it makes it seem like you know he he dies, but it's like a it's a fake out, and he gets up to stab Dar, I think, and that's when the ferret fucking I don't know what it's like hurricane. suplexes him into the yeah. fire or something. Yeah, hurricane runner. Yeah, yeah. But like it's shit because you don't see like for for a villain like this, especially one who's literally killed a child on screen, like you should see him like burn up in the fire or something. Give us some Indiana Jones gross out effects. Or hold him off as like the actual end boss because you can't kill him off. He's been the main guy, and then you go right. We've just remembered uh, we're gonna have a big nighttime yeah, battle like, at the end of Game of Thrones. Where the, yeah. the zombies finally turn up, but it's night time. We're gonna have a big, epic, torch lit battle, and uh, yeah, I guess just bondage dudes appear out of nowhere on horses, and they I mean, absolutely fucking them over for a bit. There's a lot of jumping through fires and being all with big. I axes. mean, the explosion, the explosion of the tar moat was was kind of cool. Uh, like it woke me up, um, but it's. You know, there's a reason that like certain masked villains work and certain ones don't, and this one definitely doesn't because there's just no personality to it. Like even ones like fucking Lord Humongous in Mad Max, which I think yeah. didn't Road Warrior come out eighty two as well, or was it eighty one? If it was eighty one, then fucking George Miller has got a case here. <laughs> well, he's not on like a motorized anything. He's on a horse. No, but he's he's, he's like he a is, shit he's the same. Also, does, this... he ever, does he have a gimp pal though? Who's like a bum pal of his or whatever? Well, that's what I was going to say. Like Lord Humongous, even though he is like anonymous in the Road Warrior for the most part, he, the few lines he has are memorable, and there are things about his like design as a character that make him interesting. Like the fact that he has like that weird like pulsing on his skull that you never get explained, or like that he has his gang of like possibly gay bondage <laughs> boys that follow him around. Um, well, this guy's got that. He's got a bunch of burly dudes who are. Yeah, but none of them stand like none of them are anything. That's because we don't care. I don't know. Abby, were you going to say something? I was going to say that if that came out in '82 as well, that was a hell of a weird year. (laughs) Ah, World Warrior was '81, so Um, yeah, I think somebody. uh, Yeah, but I think it did come out fairly soon after that. In uh... I think there were a lot of uh, closeted directors who actually quite. You know, re- if they were real with themselves, they'd be like, oh, "I'm gay," but I'm not going to admit that in the '80s. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not that open about it. So I'm just going to make loads of sweaty, burly men movies. I will say, um, you know, you can, feelings. 
there's you know there's certainly a lot of objectification of women in in this genre yeah. but this film does at least make an effort to objectify dar as much as possible too by just that's, having him be naked and flexing that is the even playing field of barbarian movies because you are just like, everybody's just naked, naked isn't it? yeah but um no with this fight shit as well with the with all of the masked nobody villains and they literally do wrestling moves in this there's some actual factual wrestling moves in this and and it has wrestling it has like a wrestling playbook where oh no we're overwhelmed by the baddies don't worry here come the baby faces to come and save the (laughs) that we set up in the first part of the feud you know like so the leather fuck it not uh the leather dudes are beaten up and hugged to death by the by the literally hugged to death by the creepy bird batman even the like the the big the big bad leader of these guys, his death is shit as well. He just sort of falls over. Uh, I mean, Anthony, were you at any point were you enjoying this climax? Do you think it led somewhere? Did it, was it good? Would you enjoy the return of the creepy bat people? No, um, it's just because it already felt like it had ended fifteen yeah, minutes before. Yeah, and uh, you you totally forgot about like the the actual horde of people that he was looking for because Riptorn was the villain, you know. Yeah, he could have just had the main like the murder the guy who murdered the ta- village could have just been there, and he could have been the first fight between Dar and his fucking black tiger panther thing, and they could have defeated him, and then Riptorn could kill the king. You could just lump him into the first fight and it make the first yeah. Fight as you know the elaborate end battle without doing another one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I was fine with with how it looked. Like it was, it was kind of it was cool. Like the the tar pit kind of exploding. Um, yeah, but it all felt so. Like it, it looked like it looked good as a dark kind of um, battle, um, but it really was at this point, like you know just finish Don't be yeah it's been 90 minutes there's nothing yeah there's nothing to like hook you on any of this um it like i mean for the most part i think the film is just sort of disparate scenes of cool stuff but with so much just tedious nothing <laughs> happening in, in between yeah yeah, I, I don't like the animal stunts are fun, and the fact you know again, it's a pre- it's impressive seeing actors with actual animals physically next to them, even if they've got had to go to a lot of effort to get the animals to perform how they want. For the most part, the animals are there; they're relevant; they're physically there, and everything in this is fundamentally physically happening. Even the choreographed fights, though they're not the most impressive. We're we're not suffering from a bullshit a CGI can't concentrate on it bullshit. So I did appreciate the practical side, but yeah. it needs to be more dynamic, more to the fucking point, and a little bit more thought out. This would have been so much better as an animation. Like, better than He-Man, but that sort of vibe, I yeah. would say. What's his face? The guy who did Fire and Ice, uh, that animator guy, the one who loves drawing naked barbarian people. Ralph Bakshi? Ralph Bakshi could have done a good job of this. but No, because that would have also been... On the animal stunts, see? Yeah, that would have been tedious in an entirely different way. It would have become convoluted because you would have thrown in tanks or something weird and spunky. <laughs> it's oh, like, let's throw in extra things we don't need. 
there is there's enough good stuff that an hour and a half version of this film would be a lot more fun to watch and you would appreciate how just committed to being mental it is without and I think you could take the tits out and make it for more for kids and put in more comedy character, like make not necessarily yes. death, but make someone like a comedy character. That be, yeah, that is the other thing. Like, there's no real like you don't have to have comic relief, but like no. you kind of need it in a film like this. In like adventure movies, it's sort of a you need throw in Warwick Davis as like a small you know prick who annoys people, but also. <laughs> Maybe he fights with the ferrets briefly and then becomes friends with them. They also like, didn't quite have the alchemy for making, doing justice to the grandeur of some of their sets and locations. Yeah. Well, they had that massive pyramid, and before that, they have like two giant bullheads on either side of the gate, but they didn't give it the proper sense of scale. Yeah, they didn't draw attention to it. <laughs> they had these really cool set designs, but they just sort of filmed around it, almost like they were like, yeah, no, don't worry about that. <laughs> really, look, we just, it's hard enough to get all that animals wrangled into the right places and painted the right colour. We can't be asked. Yeah, we can't show the whole set because it's covered in ferret shit and we're pronouncing yeah! it. And all the trailers for all the animals in the cages. <laughs> um, yeah. We didn't talk much about the like the witches either, the hags, but I did enjoy their their like presence and their horrible faces. <laughs> they <laughs> like, have they have like the offcuts of leather leather faces like other yeah. masks. I like they all they... look like old women rubber masks on normal I, women. I never use this phrase, but for the first time I used it in my notes to call them the butterface witches. <laughs> <laughs> I like the the fact that they cackled as uh, when they were killed, uh, um, yeah, and right. the one the one going up the wall backwards was a cool shot as well. Yeah. Oh, and they have that thing. Uh, Dar's blinded for some reason. Yeah. The witch climbs up the wall like a creep, like she's in yeah. again, like a wrestling. More, cut of, scene, more of this. Like, why is thing, it like so he more? sees through the eyes of who does I he think... use the eyesight of the tiger this time? No. Something. Someone, someone's like someone else is looking, and Dar's like, ah, stab up, yeah, fucks her up. Um, but yeah, more of that kind of thing, and less of the, you know, yeah, more just around the countryside Macbeth. or yeah. infiltrating the crystal maze for some reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't like. I didn't mind the witches. There were shades of Macbeth witches plus the oracles, and one of them gets the kind of one eye. Or origin story, like in the ones from Hercules. Oh, they all have one eye in Hercules, don't they? The animated one. Anyway, like, there's potential here. This definitely wasn't too bad. It was like, oh, there's a lot that works. It still sucks. I think, but, you know, it had potential and, and it's the, not, like, all bad, is it? The worst part about it is that it is just kind of dull. Like, hmm. or at least it becomes know. dull. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It doesn't, yeah, because it it starts fairly when, like it 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 doesn't start out and you're like, oh, this looks really good, but it starts out and you think this is probably going to be fun. Weird magic, then, people being slaughtered, dogs, bears, ferrets, cow babies, cow babies. Yeah. But it's, is, it's got all thing... the stuff, and then we get a bit bored and slow, and people are just wandering around bits of the forest. Yeah, it becomes like a weird. Like 
you fell over in the street and then you stood up and you immediately fell again and you like for some reason just can't get your balance <laughs> oh this is really embarrassing oh no again oh at the, at the end of this as well like okay the the bat dudes turn up yay thanks for being the, the bird came flew and got them and i was like cash in my special token jewelry thanks guys please don't those bird things could so kill everyone as well they're yeah, so i did they have I think acid said before just murder I, them. I like the way that everyone just sort of went, all right, well, let's just slowly back away and not engage with these guys and appreciate the help that they gave us. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't kill us too. And they don't, mercifully. They just fuck off. Maybe they only like hanging about in caves and that's like they don't like big open cities. I don't know. But what, also, what the fuck did they like? Imagine them flying around and fucking hunting and leaping onto a fucking I'm about. I giant fucking of... moose or something and acid burning it to death. I want more of that stuff in this film. Like, make they keep, they keep fuckers in cages as well. We don't know the story. Maybe he was a prick, but they kidnap humans. They're pretty dangerous. Whatever. Like, but the, the thing at the end is just Seth's like, oh, you should be King Dar, you big prick. You were the king. And then he's like, nah, bro. That ain't me. I'm about wandering around the world with my animals and my, my lady friend. Make him the king. He'll be fine. He's just a kid. He doesn't need any maturity or expertise or the ability to talk to animals. This little kid can be king. He's injured now, sure, but one day he'll be a wise king because uh, you know, he didn't realise he had a fucking piece of jewellery that could see where he was. <laughs> anyway, I'm off to time travel to the early 90s. <laughs> Let me, first, later. Let, let me first stand on a rock and kiss my babe and have a lion. <laughs> oh, sorry, have a tiger around me just being like, oh, awkward. But we're on an epic rock with a big helicopter shot because I, I don't know what it was it with like all action movies have like the kiss. And there, is there any film where it's like, oh, cool? It's always like, oh, bollocks. It's just uncomfortable and weird. Great, the guy's kissing the girl. It's never like actually sexy or interesting. It's always like the obligatory. Now we get to kiss because we've saved the day. Yeah, it's one of it's it's the old like action adventure holdovers. Like there has to be a love interest for the hero, no matter what. Yeah, well, it's better than him actually being a beast master who masters beasts in a different way. (laughs) If he was actually, that's why the animals love him. Because he loves them right back. There's a very different beast master out there somewhere. Oh my <laughs> God. Bestiality master. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, on that horrible thought, anyone else oh. got any last things to say or wrap ups? Because I mean, we sort of started to clarify what we felt. But um, Abby, do you have any like final thought or bits we've missed or anything? Um, no, I think we pretty much covered. All my notes, because so many of them were just this weird visual thing happened. We've covered them all, I think. Yeah, so we're all just looking forward to watching Beastmaster 2, uh, but Beast of the Future, right? That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't um, believe they actually ripped the, the poster off of Back to the I, Future. So. I mean, I can, but sure. I know. I feel like it kind of has to happen now. Oh, God. <laughs> 
like I like the idea that they went right. How do, what's the obvious follow on from Beastmaster? Does he find a different, more evil villain? Maybe a different sorcerer? Maybe the woman can get kidnapped again? How about the, some new villain teleports to modern day Los Angeles? Yeah, the fact that it's like it 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 didn't even take. Usually, it takes a franchise three or four sequels before like such and such in the modern day that entry someone, someone had gone well this works in crocodile dundee too so <laughs> you need the old fish out of water and out of time i did the one other thing i did want to highlight as well at least according to the trivia on imdb is that in the 90s hbo before they were like you know prestige tv that they are or that they became in the, the 2000s and kind of still are now um, well, they started the, to figure out the Game of Thrones formula where yeah. it works for the most part. One of the things that they used to do was because this film was cheap, they would just run it all the time. Oh, God. Um, it, so, like, Beastmaster was so frequently on HBO in like the 90s that people nicknamed it Hey Beastmaster's on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good acronym. <laughs> Oh, you know, I've always wondered what he stood for. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also kind of how the film feels, too. It's like, oh, hey, it's Beastmaster. And then the reason why HBO have that white noise uh, noise as their logo ident thing is because that's everyone turning yeah. the fucking channel because Beastmaster's on again. <laughs> but no, I mean, if, you know, if nothing else to say, Anthony, do you have any last thoughts or are you happy to just uh, wave our listeners goodbye? The only thing I'll say is it's the film needed like they had the they, they had the characters but they didn't give them anything. Like they needed to build up relationships between mm. them. Especially as you, essentially you had two brothers not knowing who they were. Like yeah, I, know. Realize. I didn't Together. it did not occur to me. Yeah, they could have like made something of that. Like if they cut out you know, twenty minutes of a of an action bit at the end, and give it to give the characters some interactions other Ooh, than pure who's exposition. The, who's the mother of this child? Does she play into this? Ah, oh, she's a woman. She's unimportant. I was like, going to say, women don't matter in this universe. She, she could be the villain in the next one, where she seizes power because she's oh, the queen. See? Already a better idea. Yeah, and you're saying this is just characters stand next to each other and don't do anything. And it, there's no development of who they are or give them a purpose yeah. beyond friends. There's no, there's no real reason for their like camaraderie. I would say remake this instead of good films, but if they remade this now, it would have to be three and a half hours long and be the first in an extended universe franchise. Uh, yeah, but they could. If it, if all the animals are like CGI, they could be then voiced by some of the original actors as like an, a tip of the cap. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Never mind. Leave it where it is. <laughs> and and they definitely wouldn't throw a child into the fire. Uh, but that maybe a ferret? No, that's not happening, is it? And he wouldn't have Rip Torn because he's dead. <laughs> well, Rip. Rest in peace, Rip Torn. Rip, Rip. Jesus, is that is that worth it? Is <laughs> that was that worth it? Very little is worth anything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've. Uh... I think we've we've tackled Beastmaster into the fire, and now we're we'll throwing myself into the fire. 
Yeah, but we're gonna, you know, nourish our little ferret babies into fully grown uh, sequel reviewers, and maybe come back to Beastmaster Two at some point. Maybe we know that we've destroyed our appetites with this shit. <laughs> I like that you guys are all like, "Oh, it's a bit crap in it," but you're still up for number two. Yeah. I didn't say I was up for it. I just am aware of what I've committed myself to. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, that's us done. Um, beast out. Bye. Rah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Generic ferret noise. Ah, kill me. Is that what they do? That's why you can't have ferrets actually in a thing. They're actually quite horrible and scary. They take over the Toad Hall, don't they? Or is that something else? No, that's weasels. Oh yeah, it's always fuck it. Weasels are always pests. They bug, they bugger up uh, Roger Rabbit's life as well, don't they? But they get their comeuppance. They all die laughing. <laughs> it's the saddest way to go. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Fucking what a film though. <laughs>